IoT and AI uh, for any smart city or building will be the key thing going forward. It's already contributing and it will be more visible and uh, you know it will be more result oriented, I would say. Welcome, folks, to a brand new episode of our podcast, Human and AI, Mind Machines in the Gradient Descent. Thanks for tuning in again to geek out with us over the fascinating field of AI and machine learning and the role of humans in it. We are super excited today to have Afsal Shabazz Mohammed with us. Afsal is the head of MindSphere and the command and control team of the Expo 2020 Dubai project here at Siemens. He is passionate about sustainability, digitalization and shaping the transformation of smart cities. I think this already sounds super exciting. So let's lose no more time and kick off this episode. Afsal, we're super happy to have you with us today and that you took some time out of your busy schedule to share some perspectives on AI in our podcast. How are you and where do we catch you today? Or shall we ask Ab Kesehe? Aubrey, Uli, uh, super happy to be on, on your podcast. Uh, and you catch me today uh, in Dubai in my home office. Yeah, also, uh, awesome. From so you, you are, you know, if you look a bit on the Vita, right? You are from Pune to, to Dublin to Dubai, right? Uh, there, it seems to quite some experience, a world citizen, I would say, right? But it seems to be also that you have a you know, red line somehow, or a bit of a guiding line. Uh, you know, your your passion for smart buildings and smart cities, right? Um, what is what is for you actually a smart building? Can you can you elaborate a bit? Yeah, it's, it's been an amazing uh, journey, really, uh, uh, starting from uh, head ceiling for systems in Pune, uh, starting my career uh, as an engineer for infrastructure projects. Uh, I spent more than 23 years in critical enterprise projects, of which 20 plus years in Siemens, uh, heavily focusing on critical infrastructures, uh, large enterprise projects. Uh, smart cities, you can say, <laughs> uh, command and control centers, and so on and so forth. Mm. Yeah, over a period of time, uh, really developed liking for smart cities and smart campuses, smart buildings. Um, it, it's, it's been an amazing curve uh, starting from Asia, where I'm from, I'm from India, uh, to Middle East, to, to Europe, that's Dublin, Ireland. Um, and back in Middle East, um, so so it's been an amazing uh, journey, uh, going through different uh, business units in Siemens world. That's what Siemens has given me opportunity to, uh, uh, you know, experiment and uh, uh, take my career where I can, uh, where I'm interested in uh, doing work. So it, it's it's been uh, an interesting uh, journey so far. Uh, you're absolutely correct. Uh, smart cities and smart buildings campuses are uh, close to my heart. And uh, uh, they, they are they are uh, one of the key parts of uh, our uh, I would say uh, the human journey. What what we have be be it uh, be it uh, human centric sustainable cities, buildings, campuses. Mm -hmm. uh, what what really excites me is how how can we create that and how can we play a role in that particular topic. Be it reducing the carbon emissions, monitoring assets, analyzing the data space management, 
Now we are talking about how, how buildings can be, cities can be human and people centric and, and, and you know, creating the digital uh, solutions for, for the cities of the future, how you can say smart buildings of the future. Yeah. Awesome. That's such an exciting and crucial area to, to work in and to be active in, especially if we look um, at some stats that say that it's estimated that by 2050, 70% of the world's population will live in cities. And that brings a lot of tensions with it, right? So where do you perceive the greatest challenges in the transformation of the infrastructure, energy, mobility? Oh, where do you want me to start, actually? Uh, okay. Uh, our cities continue to grow at an un unprecedented rate. You know, we are living in an incredible urban world. Uh, you're, you're absolutely correct. More than two-thirds of the world's population uh, will live in urban areas by 2050. Uh, cities are under pressure, you know, we like it or not, creating a wide range of challenges. Uh, you know, I'd just like to quote a few examples. Uh, Poor, poor air quality uh, in, in Los Angeles or in, in some you know, cities in, in mm. China or in India for that matter. You know, inefficient water, you know, water scarcity in, in Buenos Aires or I would say traffic challenges in, in cities like London and Mumbai and many other cities in Asia, for example. Mm. Right? There, there are multiple uh, topics. Right? Many cities have smart city strategy But what, what my learning so far, implementation of uh, many smart city strategies and use cases, uh, that, that's a key challenge. That, that's what uh, I have I've learned so far in this. Um, cities are creating humongous data. There's no depth of data. Data is there. But again, how do we effectively gather the data, analyze, use effectively, and, and, and derive the value of data To, to, to make those cities smarter, livable, right? That, that's where the challenge is. Um, key thing is to think integrated, stay mm -hmm. connected, maximize the city potential and, and drive digitalization. Um, leveraging data insight uh, is something we, everyone talks about it, but I've seen very little happening there. You know, we, we talk about our data there. Are we really uh, leveraging uh, the insights, you know, and, and actually solving the increasing, uh, you know, complexities what we have uh, for our stakeholders who are running the cities, right? That, mm -hmm. That's what that's what is important. And uh, there are a few things what I have in mind whenever we think about these challenges. Um, how do we define this strategy, right? You know, and IoT plays a big role in that. IoT and AI uh, for any smart city or building will be the key thing going forward. It's already contributing and it will be more visible and, uh, you know, it will be more result oriented, I would say. Um, turning data into smart data, you know, uh, making making the better, uh, you know, environment and society, you know, optimize this, uh, you know, increase the operational efficiency, Uh, improve the asset and infrastructure efficiency and, and, and improving quality of life. Uh, these are the few things I would say. It is also important to look at different dimensions of city development in a holistic manner because what happens is um, we, we cannot say one size fits all. I cannot say learning from London can be applied to a Munich or Munich 
can be applied to any other city in, in the North Americas or Asia Pacific. So every city has its own challenge. Every city has its own journey. We need to look at things in, in a holistic manner. And, and uh, you know, we need to work with the city stakeholders in the right direction and have a right mix of digital tech, you know, and this is where we can, uh, there, are, there are enough tools today available. It's all about uh, working together, having the right kind of a start, a right kind of a partnership. And definitely we can see, you know, we can improve the quality of life and make the cities safe, secure and sustainable. Uh, uh, this is this is what I think. Yeah, sorry for the long answer, but uh, yeah, <laughs> well, we are done, right? <laughs> you said it all. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> thanks, thanks for thanks thanks for the sharing. Quite awesome, uh, super dope. And you you mentioned already, right? That there, you know, AI will play a part in this. Needs to play a part to make sense out of data. And if if you look a bit on, you know, and the hips and hypes of the last years, also in machine learning, but um, then there were these bold strategies actually. And one of these bold strategy, which I found. Right in October 2017, UAE government launched actually the UAE strategy for AI uh, with quite some bold ambitions to become actually you know world leader in AI by 2031. Can you, given your experience, can, can you you know how do you see currently the role of AI and machine learning in the UAE? Is there um, how to cope with data? How is it motivated? Is it supported? Is it funded? How do you cope with talent? Maybe can you share? It's an amazing initiative, I would say. You know, mm -hmm. uh, 2017 October, uh, and a UAE initiated strategy for artificial intelligence. Just imagine, Uli, how cool is it to think that you have a dedicated minister for AI? We have yeah. one, right? Yeah. So yeah. we have a minister, and his AI office is actually tasked with uh, proposing policies to create AI-friendly ecosystem. You know, create that advancements in the sectors. You know promoting the collaboration between public and private sectors and including uh, not limited to uae not limited to middle eastern region we're talking mm -hmm. about international institutions to you know adapt accelerate ai in in, in the in the normal form of life that, that's what is the key goal of uh, you know uh, ministry of ai mm -hmm. and his office and if you look at the vision itself, you know, the UAE has a vision to become a world leader in AI by 2031, creating a new economy. We are talking about social opportunities for citizens, governments, businesses, and, and bring that growth. The, the vehicle is about actually creating the growth, giving the better livelihood for the citizens and creating the opportunity to collaborate and, and excel. Um, UAE aims to become you know, a fast adapter of emerging AI technologies you know, across the common topics. And, and we, can, we can see, you know, they're already attracting top talent uh, uh, mm -hmm. uh, uh, and experimenting with new technologies, uh, 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 I would say, you know, in, in various uh, verticals, uh, in sophisticated areas. And they're also creating the secure ecosystems to solve complex problems. That, that initiative has really, really uh, started well. And, 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 and aspiration, having an aspiration of becoming a major hub for developing AI technology, techniques and legislation is also a key thing and creating those IPs and, and, and creating that, you know, I would say footprint in the Middle East to say we can drive innovation and technology. So it, it is actually a very good initiative. It's government funded, enabling, uh, I would say, pilot uh, uh, projects. But they're also like, you know, we are looking at uh, these proof of concepts. Uh, uh, which are uh, designed by private and public sector or a consortia. Uh, there are a few verticals already uh, which are identified and uh, 
they're working on these topics, you know, be it, you know, resources, energy, mobility and logistics, banking, e-commerce and tourism and more actually uh, to be added, right? So they are looking into these topics and we can see there are already few good results in terms of, uh, 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 I would say, achieving KPIs based on the investments and aspirations. So, mm-hmm. so moving from the uh, you know uh, paper-based economy, economy to uh, totally uh, e-commerce, you know we are talking about everything on uh, digitalized, digitalized part of it, and they're trying to look into how uh, they can look into uh, various sectors and ministries working together and, and bring that one one uh, kind of a look and feel for uh, either be, you know ease of business or or, or uh, information share with the residents and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, I take a, a, a quick, uh, you know, I want to borrow a quote from uh, the leadership of uh, UAE here. You know, His Highness Sheikh Mohammed bin Rashid Al Maktoum. Uh, he's the Vice President and Prime Minister of United Arab Emirates and ruler of, uh, uh, you know, uh, Emirates of Dubai. Uh, and uh, uh, I would say, uh, the quote says, the race for excellence has no finish line. That means it's an initiative, it's a journey, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very real sad. Yeah, awesome. I stumbled over actually on top offerings, um, you know, um, when, when I read about the strategy and the top offering read like a, um, a hey, here is the, the wish list for every data scientist. You know, you can you get access to these kinds of data. Yeah, you have access to these crazy amount of compute and you're absolutely free to fund your research agenda. And it's like, what the heck? This is this is like paradise. What were they are? up to here right <laughs> not sure how it's now and updated but also speaking on ai and technology right uh, I, I remember with the first time we met actually a bit uh, was back in the days uae a couple of years four years five years ago maybe right at the adb initiative uh, actually on the topic of ai right and we, we had some sharing some exercise and some some a bit of you know interacting with you know machine learning and and technology so if if, if you consider and you're a geek by yourself somehow as well and deep in, in tech right what would what is something are there any inside or outside breakthroughs that you, that got you impressed and it's like oh that's super dope that's um, quite relevant for your field um locally in dubai i, I can see smart dubai office is is actually running uh, uh, multiple uh, initiatives there and they have uh, achieved some tangible results and then they're more investing more on that um, it, it's a dream for any 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 data scientist to be part of this ecosystem and leverage that and you know uh, bring bring those entrepreneurial skills and problem solving skills and 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 leverage the infrastructure and and the push and uh, the support you get. Um, what I know uh, that there are many streams, but you know which was noticeable in terms of uh, traffic, energy, and 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 other segments here, especially in in in. Uh, 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 UAE and Dubai, uh, they, they are leveraging that already. Uh, some more work has been done uh, uh, in terms of uh, the healthcare sector based on this COVID topic, which has happened, COVID-19. Uh, um, m- more to come, and um, it is actually very impressive uh, and the peak of COVID to pick up uh, such an innovation and still uh, uh, drive that, you know, uh, and, and support that uh, AI strategy. So um, I can I can only see it's growing big, and and uh, more will be uh, uh, contributed in the business. Uh, so as you know, you know, Dubai is always known for uh, uh, 
big and better, right? <laughs> Be number one and do the best. Mm-hmm. So, so with that aspiration, I think uh, the investments are going in the right direction and the results are there and, and more to come, I would say. And uh, in terms of um, our own Siemens world, I would say, or, or any other partner ecosystem, uh, th- th- there are a lot of initiatives in Siemens uh, which which I see very promising, be it in the industry or or in uh, other segments, mobility specifically, or industry, when I say factories and others. Um, uh, th- they are very promising things and more to happen. And uh, we're also uh, uh, going to leverage partnerships, uh, uh, be it a partnership uh, with, with Google for, for AI-related topics, or uh, Mindshare has signed up a... Uh, 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 I would say partner like Tangent, uh, uh, you know, networks uh, for the auto ML topic, mm-hmm. right? So, so, so we see a lot more happening in the industrial uh, uh, industry 4.0 segment, and and uh, promising things there. Um, do you want to really comment? Uh, you want me to comment on what's happening in Google's and Tesla's and others of the world? Yeah, there's a lot of things, but I don't know how much of that will be relevant for what we do as Siemens as a company. Uh, there is mm-hmm. because um, our topics are more based on life and life and safety and production mm-hmm. and you know optimizing the assets and uh, 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 managing uh, the assets, improving the life uh, of the assets and uh, minimizing the downtime. So uh, we need to see what what, what technology uh, can be adapted and used. I, I don't want to be uh, driven by the hype what we have. Not everything is AI. Uh, uh, so so uh, yeah, we we are adapting right now in Siemens, uh, and we are, we are experimenting few uh, going beyond POC. How that will convert into an industrial solution? That's what we need to uh, keep a close eye on. Uh, but it's really an interesting space, be it within Siemens or, or partner ecosystem or, or uh, the larger community. The next big project ahead is the Expo 2020, and you are in the lead together with Oliver Kraft and some others within Siemens. Uh, can you maybe give us a brief overview on the status and scale of what it actually means to build an Expo 2020 from scratch? Because that sounds um, just like unbelievably such a big project, um, a lot of pressure probably also. And what's also the role of digital technologies in this whole construct? I've even heard that there has been um, an atlas for digitalization launch, right? Exactly. Uh, so, so if you look at the Expo 2020 project, um, when I was in uh, building technologies before I took this uh, uh, current role of heading the Mindsphere team, uh, that's been my journey for Expo 2020 started. It's uh, roughly, uh, I think, three and a half years now that I started this topic. Uh, when I was heading the business development and strategy uh, digitalization for BT Middle East. Um, this is where the journey for Expo uh, 2020 started. Uh, we were not a partner at that time. We were uh, uh, in- interacting with Expo, trying to create the awareness uh, of Siemens and the Siemens tech, what it can do for Expo. Um, I-, I still remember, you know, uh, the initial days when we visited Expo, um, the way we used to see Expo and the way customers used to see Expo. 
Um, just imagine you have a huge site. It's a greenfield project. It's 4.2 uh, square kilometers of a, you know, you know we are talking about a, a site. You know, we are talking about more than 130 plus buildings, an infrastructure which should have a capability to host up to you know 20 million visitors. That's a number they had in mind. So that means a throughput of uh, more than 350,000 people every day. Right. Mm. So just just look at the scale. You know, when we think of a smart city, smart district, we always think of throughput, infrastructure, safety, security. But Expo mm. is a combination of not only a smart city, smart district, but beyond that, it's a mega event. Right. Mm. So, so it has both uh, uh, the flavors. So you, you're talking about just just to compare. If if you look at Olympic Games or Football World Cup Championships. These are for a few weeks. Expo is for six months. Mm -hmm. And the participation, scale of participation, 190 plus countries will participate, right? So it's, it's, it's a huge platform for any company to come and, uh, you know, uh, create a history in terms of innovation or solving the challenges. So for us, we always from day one had in mind uh, Expo is not only a mega event, but it's a it's it's a smart city project. Um, I, I I I still uh, remember the memory is quite fresh for me uh, when we took Expo to uh, London to Crystal, our <laughs> smart city hub that time, to uh, really explain that it's not only an event because Expo was pretty much focused on event, and we we keep. Um, uh, I still remember we 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 kept reminding Expo about. You know, it, it's a mega event for sure, but it's a smart city. You need to look at infrastructure piece of it. How do we manage safety, security, comfort, and, and, and all of the resilience what we need for such an event. So starting from there and what we are today, it's, it's an amazing project by itself. I've never seen uh, in, in my 24 plus years of my enterprise career as such a project where government is, is actually pushing to create a blueprint for future smart cities. Uh, this is actually a drive from Dubai government. Uh, uh, they not only want to create a mega event, but this is more like it has a life in legacy. So post-Expo, this will convert into a District 2020, uh, which will be a smart city uh, uh, of its kind. Imagine a, a campus or a city with 5G, which is already 5G enabled, with a public Wi-Fi, with an IoT platform, with robotics, uh, uh, and, and, and you can name it, you know, any digital tech, what you can think of, be it enterprise or, or, or operational technology, uh, it is deployed. So it's an amazing project and uh, it came its own set of challenges and COVID has really helped <laughs> the entire piece uh, by redefining it. We were in the middle of a project execution and COVID came into play and we have to deliver a lot of things um, remotely with uh, collaborating with multiple partners and, and team members. So uh, it, it's, it's an amazing project by itself, by any, any stretch, uh, I would say. Yeah, amazing, right. And um, on the other side, congratulations, dude. Uh, you know, you have been actually re most recently also awarded as one of the innovators of the year at, at Siemens, right, in this context. Um, that's super, super dope, right? That's uh, quite, quite a good recognition, actually, for the passion and work. Can you share a bit with us in the audience? You know, what is the innovation all about and the team setup? Yeah, uh, I would say I'm, I'm uh, thankful to Siemens uh, uh, and happy to be part of uh, innovators of uh, 
uh, in Siemens League, I would say, uh, uh, Expo, uh, Expo, the Innovation of the Year Award was for the Expo Smart City application, what we developed as an application framework for, you know, user experience, UX part of it. So Expo 2020 project uh, actually provided us the test bed, you know, to, to uh, research, create something which is universally adaptable, you know, scalable and reusable. And that, well, that was an aspiration from day one as a team. Um, uh, lucky to have an amazing, uh, you know, team, a great pool of uh, talent, I would say, who are all uh, uh, passionate about creating something for Siemens and and for 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 uh, for, for for smart city space I would say you know um, what we have done is you know uh, if you look at Expo itself we are talking about 130 plus buildings we are talking uh, you know 200,000 plus data points in the building management systems and we're talking about data coming from security systems enterprise systems and, and systems which which cannot talk, for example, you know, but the data is pushed, for example, waste management, data is captured through some uh, web forms and they want to manage the data. So bringing a complex data from different subsystems. At ExpoSite, we are integrating with more than 23 plus subsystems and, and the scale is humongous. J just imagine, uh, 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 we're talking about up to 3,000 or 5,000 doors, you know, card readers which are connected. Uh, we're talking about ANPR, uh, you know, number plate recognition uh, uh, cameras which are feeding the data. We'll have the parking occupancy data. So there are a lot of things which which uh, which are very interesting and, and, and we're trying to bring this together for the first time. So we're merging uh, uh, the OT, IT, structured, unstructured data. And, and it has to be, uh, you know, you know, user friendly. The, the challenge what Expo posed is, Expo was very clear from day one. We don't want to see one Moscata system. It's boring. You have to create something which is user friendly, cognitively usable, but not heavy, easy to navigate through, and data when it is available, it is actually easy to understand by people with technology background or people who are non-technical, for example. Right, mm -hmm. so easy mm -hmm. to bring all the stakeholders in in, in, in a one one uh, particular room and explain this. So they, they always ask for a single pane of glass. So the challenge was to bring this data, manage this data from different data sources, and make it user friendly, so that you know variety of stakeholders who want to run the operations, be it security, uh, operations team, uh, uh, we are talking sustainability team health and safety team, they get the slice of data irrespective of where the data is generated. They're able to you know, monitor and, and manage this you know, uh, and have the data on the fingertips. If you're in the control room or if you're walking around with your smart tab, mm -hmm. you have all the information on, on your uh, fingertips. And, and we, we always focus on key things, reusable, scalable, and contextualize the data. So irrespective of the volume, velocity, and the wide variety of data what we got, it's about actually merging that and massaging the data, derive the value, and, and, and present it to different stakeholders. I think that, that was a great uh, blunt. And the challenge itself was amazing from the customer. And you need customers like that to change your mindset. Uh, and uh, we were clearly told we, we need to have data in both uh, 2D and 3D, so it's like a digital twin. Uh, so, so, so we were able to blend that uh, that uh, as well. 
so so um, in, in all I would say that was a, that was a great initiative uh, it's a it's a classic example of a, if you have a customer with clear uh, I would say aspirational requirements and and, and willing to walk the step uh, it's actually a co-created project awesome so uh, uh, super awesome the human side right human side uh, on on the technology you know you need to to leverage and need to include and and have this different perspective of users expert or user um, engineer service in there um, let's talk about a bit more on the data actually let's talk about the role of machine learning and data insights and AI in, in the in the context of the expo last year you were already you know you were actually collaborating in the AI for sustainability hackathon together with the lab can you you know the, so there are certain cases and opportunities in machine learning data analytics you know that, that are spinned out obviously to to you know from from the expo uh, expo uh, ecosystem there what kind of data are being generated and what can you know geeks expect you know where where's where's a bit of the machine learning aspects in there or could be in there um in in this initiative can you share um i would like to begin by thanking you and ai labs team for the opportunity to to participate in the hackathon actually uh, that gave me <laughs> charming as usual charming as <laughs> usual <laughs> You know, uh, and, and to, to be to be to be uh, uh, to be, uh, I would say, thankful to you. It's not only that. You know, if you still remember, only we 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 got Expo to AI Labs to inspire them what Siemens is capable yes. of. You know, this yeah. is much before the, uh, uh, the, the 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 contract for the smart city application was awarded to us. Right? Mm -hmm. the, uh, we came we came to your lab. We 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 we, we went through the use cases what Siemens. Uh, can really handle be it the mobility and other use cases, right? So uh, that that opened up a lot of things for us in Expo. Uh, 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 post that, the hackathon was 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 a very good, uh, I would say, a learning curve for us. Uh, we we got some great uh, insights. How do we uh, look at the data? So our focus uh, right now uh, for Expo, or you can call about AI topics. Um, we, we have a ton of data uh, we, we bring into a mind sphere, like I've mentioned, structured, semi-structured, uh, you know, IoT data in terms of time series. We're also getting an, a bit of a enterprise data. We're also getting a data which is a non-IoT in nature. So uh, uh, our focus was to, you know, to have something which we can uh, uh, deliver uh, in the peak of pandemic. Because as you know, Expo project got delayed uh, due to due to uh, uh, one year. It got impacted when I say delayed. You know, we, we are working where we can, uh, but the, the event itself got postponed by one year, and and we have to uh, replan everything and work on it. Given the time we have and what we need to deliver, we have prioritized uh, uh, energy forecasting, prediction, and optimization for the buildings. So uh, what we're doing there is. Um, we are working on uh, three topics. Uh, we are developing an AI model for energy forecasting, uh, uh, prediction forecasting, and also optimization. Uh, these models are developed as we speak. Uh, we are uh, in a process of training them with the synthetic data. Uh, and uh, uh, I would say from mid-July onwards, we will start training them with the live data from Expo. Um, these models are already uh, are now available on MindSphere. Uh, we are training them, but we're also bringing it customer-centric, right? So it's not about training the data and, and uh, uh, 
uh, how do we visualize those insights to the customer? So we are also now working on the tools. Um, we will be having, uh, I would say, uh, AR application. Just imagine you will be standing in front of the building. Uh, we will use AI uh, uh, in terms of uh, landmark identification. We will identify that's a building, right? And the AI does the trick using deep learning techniques. Uh, by getting those uh, in a, in a insights about the buildings. We have multiple buildings at Expo. I have mentioned more than 130 plus buildings. And uh, once the building is identified, it will uh, get the data based on the KPIs uh, uh, for that particular uh, identified landmark. Uh, it will also do the forecast based on the, uh, the, the trends and the information what we have captured uh, based on historical data. It will process with additional parameters Right, and what we are also going to have is um, uh, able to not only predict but start optimizing it. So we would know what are the power-hungry assets in a building uh, which are consuming a lot of energy. In this case, it would be predominantly HVAC. So we would be able to look at uh, those touch points and say, okay, what could be optimized there by either recommending the new, uh, you know, set points, uh, be it for HUs or FCUs and so on and so forth. So this work is in progress. Um, I'm looking forward, you know, Uli and Arbi, if you can visit us in October, uh, more than happy to show that uh, work, what we have done. I guess so. And I think you would just make a great PR that all data scientists will join the expo. <laughs> just to say, hey, where can I get going here? Yeah? It seems to be like also challenges, uh, you know, with cool data um, and real world applications. Super nice. I would love to. And then we could have a podcast episode live from Dubai. I think that would be <laughs> quite we, bold. We should do that, Aubrey. Actually, you know, uh, we will have a six months of, uh, I would say, our own event space at Expo. Uh, more, more than happy to actually have that kind of a, in a podcast from Expo, uh, uh, showcasing what we delivered at Expo. Uh, there's a lot of work done by our SI colleagues, uh, smart infrastructure buildings team, uh, be it uh, smart building solutions or uh, security topics and access control and other stuff, security command and control center, plus Mindsphere as an IoT platform, holistic and uh, the deep learning and re re reinforcement learning AI use cases. What else can you ask for? Uh, sure. <laughs> Let's stay in touch. <laughs> 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 Thanks for the invite. <laughs> um, so Good you job. already um, touched upon the AI for sustainability hackathon on the data that uh, that was gathered and there and used there. And um, so if we look back in the last 100, 160 years, world fairs um, across the globe have showcased innovations that really shape and disrupt our daily lives. And in current times, uh, where it's all about co-creation to generate innovation, can you maybe share some of your perspectives on the aspect of sustainability and how technology can really help to tackle the negative impacts of urbanization, for example? It is critical for for the future uh, for for future generations and for Mother Earth itself, right? Sustainability is key. How responsible we all will be going forward. What has happened has happened, but how can we have a better future? Uh, this is where sustainability will be a key element. Awareness, what we can create, and actually bringing this to uh, the life of every person who's impacted directly or indirectly. So uh, this is where the, the technology plays a mega role. Uh, seeing is believing. If you don't see, you, you, you don't act, right? That, that's what is important part of it. 
So bringing the right touch points, bringing the data from different segments and, and making sure that, you know, we create that awareness and it cannot be done by an organization or a country. We are all in this together uh, as as a. Uh, as 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 I would say, one world, you know, because you cannot say we can ignore certain parts of the world, and we can only have an impressive technology, and uh, you know, very you know, uh, perfect KPIs for sustainability in one part of the world. If we live in, a, you know, I would say a global village now, so uh, sustainability is more like a global topic. Uh, initiatives what we see, uh, uh, which are happening, uh, uh, really good, but more has to be done. Uh, be it uh, uh, business to society, how, how business are going to impact it. This is a, uh, as, as a topic forward. And uh, we as Siemens, we, we are a living example of what we do for, for sustainability. We have our aspirational goals and we are actually doing great there. Um, you, you cannot stop the urbanization, but again, how do we make that transition and more sustainable is something what we need to look at. And this is where the smart cities, uh, smart districts, smart buildings, and all of this uh, play play a key key role in that. That's what I would say. Uh, potential to co-create, co-innovate. It, it's it's uh, it is always there, and this is where uh, we should also reach out. Companies like Siemens or anyone else uh, of that scale should should look at the eco partnership. We should come together. There's a lot of technology available uh, uh, globally, uh, which we can uh, put for uh, you know I would say human centric use and and solve these challenges of sustainability. Finally, um, let's also talk a little bit about challenges and learnings, right? So the initial Expo 2020 should have happened, like the name also uh, indicates, in 2020. Um, and so all your energy and dedication went to that launch. And then um, suddenly the pandemic um, hit us globally and uh, also the Expo had to be postponed. What did that actually um, do to you? And maybe what were some of the key lessons that you picked up um, and that you can maybe share with our audience um, out there, maybe also in teams of leadership? Um, yeah, that, that's been an interesting uh, thing with with, with the, the pandemic hitting us, right? So we had we were working on tight timelines. Mm. Uh, uh, it's an amazing project with high visibility, and uh, you know, uh, you're working with multiple you know partners on site. It, it's a mega infrastructure project if you look at. Pandemic as was was a, a, a challenge that to handle, and it was it was really really difficult for us to actually replan everything. We are not physically; we are trying to limit the number of resources going to site. And, and just imagine a project of this size, you know, scale scale and size needs a lot of you know activities on on site. Mm -hmm. And with pandemic, a limitation of number of people going in and at times, uh, you know, closure of certain sites because of a variety of reasons and reopening them and replanning everything, uh, not only because it has a cascading effect, because just imagine that there's a company who has to do a certain piece of element in the passive infrastructure. You have a different partner doing the active infrastructure, which is nothing but IT part of it. Then we come in with our, our technology sensors and everything. So mm -hmm. it's a lot of coordination. Uh, that, that really made us uh, think, and thank, thanks to the entire Siemens team and even partners, you know, showing that intent and the spirit of uh, one team 
to to actually uh, you know uh, deliver the project right it's like one big happy family uh, expo and, and partners we had our own share of challenges but uh, the good part is uh, we have overcome uh, 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 the, the the spirit was simple uh, progress where you can every day do as much you can and if you can't do it today randomly there would be a request so we can't go with the long term project planning you should be agile you should be able to adapt based on what you get to work what space you get to work what's the team available and at times due to pandemic pandemic you also have impact on the team certain team members are not available directly impacted indirectly impacted so we have to do a lot of free planning so Uh, uh being agile has really really helped us in this this process and and being adaptive uh, and not not being in the you know very silo world of a rigid world of you know i would follow the structure so we're just uh, you know planning and replanning not being reactive but already always thinking about what could be the next next thing what could be the uh, the challenge coming from one or other sides uh, uh so it, it, it has to do with a lot of planning and the team spirit and the motivation of the team members Just imagine a lot of team members had had a, a, a family back home or anywhere else or locally mm. impacted, and you know just keeping those spirits up and 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 working, it, it's not easy for anyone. And and that that uh, thanks to all the team members here, I, I want to really thank them for for bringing that you know like I would say the passion and the drive and professionalism, uh, irrespective of what happens uh, with the common cause of delivering the project. I think we all came a lot of challenges. There's a lot of learning. we can reapply this uh, and and all i can say is it's an amazing project never seen such a project panamank has just <laughs> given us a different perspective but yes it's an amazing project here yeah, yeah awesome. love that and i also love how you turn challenges into um great lessons and great opportunities and um yeah thanks so much for sharing that and also thanks so much for taking the time today to be our guest our genius mind in in the show it was uh, truly amazing and i learned so much so um thanks and before we finish this episode afsal we want to play um our fa favorite game only right uh, it's authentic autocomplete so we have a trademark you... for that actually you should have yeah, a trademark should. for that or <laughs> no we just open source it right everybody can use the authentic everybody everybody <laughs> and today it's it's you afsal so uh, for the closing i will give you a couple of sentence starters and you will just finish afsal are you ready looking forward i know this is an interesting piece let me try <laughs> Okay, let's let's start right away. So Siemens is an awesome company to work uh, continuously adapting, can do more. Beautiful. Smart cities are uh that are human centric, safe, secure, provides quality of life and livelihood. Well put. Technology with purpose is This is an interesting question. Yeah, let me do justice to this. Uh, uh, it's all, it's all about entrepreneurial um, approach, solving some uh, you know, most pressing challenges, transforming every day uh, for be it a customer or a society. Bam! Nice one. COVID has taught me being humble, thankful, uh, and uh, how an amazing team can take care of things. Beautiful. And last but not least, it's quite a tough one. 
Absolutely. So if I could invent a rule for everyone in the world to follow, it would be? Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> so rules. Um, treat others you want yourself to be treated. That's an easy one, right? Love that. Yeah. I wish the world was that simple, but yes, yeah. we can try. <laughs> <laughs> Afsal, thanks so much for your time. For you know, I know you're super busy, and uh, but on the other side, I've experienced your very charming, empathic, and and very approachable and accessible uh, on all channels. Um, thanks so much for for you know giving us some insights on the role of machine learning and data and on this uh, amazing project. Thank, thank you, Aubrey and Uli, for this opportunity, and uh, thank for the opportunity to share uh, thoughts. Yeah, and folks out there, stay tuned, stay bold, committed, and open-minded, and we'll definitely hear us at the next Siemens AI Lab podcast. Cheers. Mm -hmm.